Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Untitled Shiro podcast. I'm your host Wanjiro, also known as Jen. On this podcast, I invite phenomenal African women to come on and share their individual experiences along their career journey. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Tandikile Chabalala. Tandi works in the global policy space and is currently based in the US. Welcome to the podcast, Tandi. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. This is really an amazing opportunity. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, you work in such an interesting career space uh, or career field. Um, so I'm really excited for the listeners to kind of get some insights into some of the spaces that you occupy um, and some of the initiatives that you currently are working on. Tandi, so why don't you start off by introducing yourself and a little bit about what you do? Cool. No, thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for this uh, platform. I think you're really doing incredible work and, you know, I hope that I can contribute to that somehow. Um, So, yeah, I'm Tandi or Tandegile Shabalala, like you're saying, but, you know, a lot of people refer to me as Tandi. Um, I'm from born and bred in Soweto, Johannesburg. Um, And yeah, right now I'm, like you're saying, you know, I'm working in the international uh, policy, global policy space. Um, I went to to Wurz University. I studied international relations, um, which is kind of like, you know, the direct entry point into the space. But, you know, there's so there's so many other things um, that that you can do. But, you know, this is the this is the route I chose. Um, Yeah. So, you know, my work more or less entails you know working with different countries different international organizations um like the un for example uh different stakeholders um you know different sectors across whether it's civil society or the private sector so it's it's pretty cool because it's it's quite a dynamic um place to be because you 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 work with you know various uh views perspectives which is what i love because uh, you, you deal with a lot of diverse um, viewpoints of the world, um, which is kind of what underpins underpinned my interest for this uh, for this field. So yeah, that's that's kind of me in a nutshell. So maybe we can start off by you know getting an understanding of what led you into the space. I it's a very very funny story. I actually um, I remember the one day. I said, my dad asked me, you know, it was that time in high school where um, it was time to like decide what you want to be. And, you know, I was sitting there and my dad was like, well, you know, we have to start thinking about, you know, post high school life. So, so what do you want to do? And I remember saying to him, you know what, I don't want to go into politics, but I know I want to travel, you know, some of the work that I do right now is, is very like political in, in terms of like some of the topics that we deal with. Um, but obviously I'm not a politician or whatever. So it's, it's just a funny irony of, of, of how then I got into the space, but you know, long story short, um, so I was sitting there with my dad and at the time, I think we just watched the news. Um, and at the time, um, I'm sure you know her, uh, Condoleezza Rice. She was the the former state secretary under the the Bush uh, presidency. I think she'd just spoken or something, you know. And I said, and I said to him, you know, I I really want to be like that lady, but I don't want to be a politician. But I really want to be like that. I really want to make impact. I really want to drive social change. I really want to lead. You know, she was a black woman. 
she was somebody quite powerful in a very powerful position. Um, you know, obviously she she's in a very uh, powerful country. Um, and I just thought, well, you know, what's 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 to stop me? So you know, I guess that was kind of the beginning of my interest of of global policy without me even realizing. Um, and and so you know, a, a way in which it kind of impacted me was that you know I didn't understand. You know, I guess I was young and, you know, I, I just didn't know much about the world, but I didn't understand why there was so much like poverty in, in South Africa and in the world. You know, I didn't understand why there was so much unemployment, why opportunities were so scarce. What it, what was it about, you know, my country or the world um, or both that we couldn't get everybody to to live like I did, you know? What I mean by that is I was fortunate enough to have, you know, parents who, who could scrape, scrape the little that they have to send me to school and university and all of that. And it just always made me sad that, you know, I couldn't, that some of my friends, one of my really close friends, she didn't have the same opportunities, you know, and I just always wondered why. Um, and I thought, you know, is it the system? Is it, you know, is it just family? Is it background? There were so many different factors, right? Um, obviously, as straight cut but obviously in my naive mind that's kind of what sparked my, my my passion I guess for like social change and wanting to be you know somewhat of a leader I guess or some somewhat of somebody who can change the way in which the world works whether it's through policy whether it's through laws whether it's through um, social impact to make sure that you know we kind of bring everybody on board um, and thinking about it now it was kind of like a naive way of thinking oh I want to change the world but it's actually possible you know and that's kind of what sparked my interest in wanting to get into this field and I thought you know if the world is so unequal and there's so many like problems and you know especially like women don't have the same opportunities then there must be something in the policy space that isn't going right um and mm -hmm. that was kind of the beginning of of my journey thinking okay well you know when, when I kind of spoke to my parents to say well this is kind of what I'm interested in you know my, my my parents I guess kind of guided me to say okay this sounds like this is what you want to do um and interestingly enough I actually went to Vits to study psychology because I was so hell-bent on not doing um, anything political because I thought, no, psychology, I could help people more directly, you know, um, kind of help with people's problems, solutions. So I thought, okay, maybe that's the easiest way to do it. But, you know, when I took international relations as a course as well, I guess that's where my... Uh, my my strengths and, and my passions were more ignited and then eventually I, I just didn't uh, pursue psychology so yeah I mean I knew that social impact uh, driving change directly in people's lives was something that I I, I really held dear I, I just couldn't understand how the world was of course it's I, I've got a better understanding now but you know at the time that's what drove me so so that's the point I'm trying to make I was wondering if you can give me sort of a glimpse into your world um, in terms of what you do. For anyone out there who's listening right. and, you know, would like to get into that global policy space. I never really, because I do so many things. It's such a difficult role to to describe. Okay, so I'm at the UN, um, you know, research, advisory, um, 
yeah, in a nutshell, basically, <laughs> because I, I can't completely describe everything I do. Some of the things we deal with is quite sensitive, so I can't just be like out there. But, you know, obviously there are like really cool things that I do. On any given day, I could be negotiating an international agreement. Um, I could be consulting. I could just be doing research. Some days I have a really ordinary, you know, quote unquote, ordinary day where I'm literally just looking through emails, doing reports, meeting with different stakeholders. Yeah, um, so, I mean, you know, if it's okay, I'll kind of start with how I even, you know, got got here. Um, in a nutshell, you know, like I was saying earlier, I studied international relations. Um, I, some, I kind of did a triple major by mistake, but it helped me. I didn't realize I was taking another course into my third year, um, which was very interesting. I don't know whether at the time of registration I was just confused or what, um, but I remember thinking about a course that I wanted to take for two years because uh, it was a tailored course. It was a human rights course. Um, and I ended up doing that in my final year as well. And it was great. You know, so I did human rights. I did sociology. I studied media and communications as well. And then my 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 main major was international relations. And the reason I'm making that point is because international relations or, or international politics or international affairs in different universities and in different spaces, it's referred to in these different names. And that's why I'm, I'm making that point. Um, or international policy or international public policy, you need to have an understanding of different things in the field. So there's development. I've got a friend who went on to do um, her development master's, PhD, and so on. So there's that aspect. There's the development aspect. Um, there's the human rights aspect. There's the economic aspect. You know, there's also the, the media and communications aspect because if you're going to study policy, you need to be able mm -hmm. to articulate it really well, right? Um, so that's that's kind of why I took that combination of... of um, of courses and it actually served me well. Um, and another thing, it's it's difficult because you know there isn't much information about it, um, about the field, uh, because there's this, I would say, gap that exists between say young people and people who are in the field. And people who are in the field, I I I've seen the gap that there isn't much mentorship that filters down, and that's also why when I do mentor. Um, my one, my one uh, mentee, she she approached me specifically because she wanted to get into this field. So I'm helping her along with that. And how I kind of got into it. So I did my my honors, I did my masters, international relations. Um, masters is is good and important. Um, I'm not saying if you don't have one, you you won't get a job or whatever. I'm just saying that for me, when when I kind of did a lot of research about this field, is that you know it's very competitive very very competitive and if you want to also have like an advantage or you want to somewhat be distinct in the field um and for me you know i, I young black woman uh, from a developing country you definitely want to when you want to you know play at that uh international level or whatever you want to put your best foot forward right um and so that's why i also decided to then push forward and and, and keep pursuing mm. um and another thing you know it's not just about academics that's something that that is so important and this is something i i say a lot you know try use your resources for example your networks i was making the example earlier about you know the lecturer who said to me hey try volunteer at this and that organization you know after i did that i started looking for more opportunities myself you know um 
so I, I volunteered and, and I worked, eventually I worked, I had my first job um, at this research think tank um, and I did a lot of research and we did a lot of civic work. You know, we worked on a lot of programs uh, that had to do with like development, with, with understanding the constitution, you know, the day to days with, with which, which could help somebody or help a community or help people in the long term. Um, so it, it's also about making sure that, you know, you you work or you try and expose yourself to spaces which in the long term will feed into your your bigger picture you know cuz sitting here now um i can see each and every single organization i volunteered uh whether as paid or not has helped me come to this point where i'm at right now you know um so it's also about really you have to do a lot of work yourself you know, I remember I knew um, a guy, he he left university before I did because um, he went on to do his postgrad part-time. I decided to stay on and do it full-time. Um, and I remember he was on campus the one time and I ran into him and he's like, oh, you know, how's it going? Listen, you know, I, I know that you're really interested in, in the space. At the time, um, he was in he was working for uh, an organization in the in the media department. Um, and I and he said to me, hey, listen, we're looking for somebody to to edit articles for us on on, on a part time. Um, if you'd like to, you know, it, it won't be paying you, but, you know, at least it's exposure. And I jumped on it. I said, yes, Fridays are really flexible for me. I can come in on Fridays once a week. And, you know, when I went on to my next job, uh, eventually I, I, I transitioned and I went into the private sector. You know, they asked me about each and every single one of these jobs in which I had uh, uh, interned or volunteered or, or worked. Um, and so going into the private sector. So the point I'm trying to make is that you can really work in, in a really wide space. You know, you'll be surprised a lot of organizations do look for international relations students or people who are interested in that field because of how much, because of the research skills it gives you, because of the analysis skills it gives you, um, because of the, 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 the understanding of the world that you have from mm -hmm. a theoretical and a practical point of view. Because when you're doing international relations or international affairs, you have to keep up to date with what's happening. So you need to know what happened in this part of the world as in yesterday, you know, uh, which is very, very valuable because it keeps you up to date and it makes you really understand the world. Right. So I remember how I got into into the, the, the private sector. I remember it was a consultancy firm um, and I... I think I don't remember what I was doing on the day, but I think I was starting to Google because it was coming towards the end of this volunteering or internship that I was doing. And I was looking for other spaces to to volunteer or intern or to insert myself. And I remember coming across this consulting firm and they were looking for for junior researchers. Um, and I sent my CV with these two or three small Anyana jobs that I'd done. And they called me back. They called me back um, and they get, and I did the internship. And then eventually, you know, they gave me a full-time job. And it was so interesting because I was like, wow, private sector consulting. I did not think that, you know, my degree would be useful here. And it was so great because they also did uh, political risk and analysis, which is something that I was interested in. So it wasn't just like management consulting firm, although I, I had interviewed before for a management consultancy firm. It's just that they were only giving me a, a three month contract. And I, I was 
putting that against a different internship, which paid less, but it was a longer time. So I decided, okay, to go to go with this internship as opposed to this big firm that would only pay me for three months, then I'd be unemployed again. Um, and obviously, as a student, you know, those fears of being unemployed, you have to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was a good decision to make because, you know, I, I was then exposed to the private sector side of what my field um, can be. So, you know, that, that was great. So it takes a lot of, you know, responsibility is upon yourself. Um, it takes a lot of research. Like I was saying earlier, you know, try and build those networks. I'm still in contact with, you know, several people from each of these these places that I'd worked with, um, you know, and people can also send things your way. You know, it's also about asking questions. Um, you know, it's it's also about really just keeping up to date as well. Um, and and then, you know, how I kind of got here was that, you know, I, I worked for an organization and this opportunity to, to, to come to the States um, was there. And, you know, I knew that this is what I, I'd always wanted to do because now I would be at that international space. I would be exposed. I would finally have those questions I'd always been burning to be answered. Um, answered. So yeah, I, I, I hope I've answered your question, but that's kind of like the long uh, and short of of kind of how I got into it and, and, and yeah, how, how I got you. You have quite a bit of passion around... Uh, mentorship and guiding people through sort of their own journeys and all of that through mentorship. Did you have any mentors available to you, um, either through high school or in varsity, um, who helped sort of shaped also your decision making process, or you know, kind of helped you guide, uh, helped to guide you along the way? Um, I want to say yes and no. So I'll start with the no. No, because it wasn't as formal as what I know mentorship kind of is right now or 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 the mentorship relationship that I have with the with the young women that I mentor. Um so I didn't have that formal relationship. Um so that's the no part. But on on the yes part, I had, you know, a few or several people who inspired me or pushed me or who I would um, consult, you know, with, with various decisions and various things. Um, I remember there was, there was my one lecturer during my honors year and she, she used to push me. She used to push me hard. Like I, I just, I don't know why she did that, but, but it helped, you know, and, and I liked her and, you know, I, I really looked up to her and, and her story um, and, and where she, she came from and all of that. So I think that's, that's how we also formed a good relationship. Cause I would consult her and say, Hey, listen, I know you spoke about this and, you know, this is kind of the path I want to take. And I think from there, you know, I guess that made her a really great woman um, to, to, kind of informally take me under her wing to say okay do this this and this or try this this and this or this is what I recommend you do and I followed that advice so you know it was I could I could never say okay she was my official mentor but when I think back now and the conversations we had and how she influenced my life and my drive and um, in some ways my path and you know my, my work ethic to try and like keep up to that standard and maintain that standard um, you you can say like she mentored her and like I was saying earlier you know I'm, I'm very fortunate enough to have a family that was really really supportive and that also pushed me um, you know um, for me I wasn't the first 
in my household to go to university. So I also had the example of my sisters and my cousins who'd been to universities um, across the country. So on, on the one level, I knew that, okay, I need to get a degree and I need to, to do well. On the other level, it was, okay, I'm exposed within university and within these different spaces and friends and you know uh, places that 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 I come across um to do better to do more you know um and that's kind of what pushed me all right so Tandy um you also have a mentorship series that you hold every week why don't you tell me a little bit more about it sure no thanks Jen um so it's it's actually called um, why mentorship matters series, like you're saying, uh, mentorship Mondays, and it's once a week where I have a Twitter chat. So it's an online Twitter chat with different people from different um, uh, walks of life, different industries, different sectors. I've 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 chatted or say slash interviewed uh, people who are in the the tech industry, finance, um, education. Uh, you know, there are also people in the policy space. I've also interviewed or, or, or had guests who are other mentors. Um, I've I've interviewed people who are in consultancy, people in in really different spaces. Um, and you know, the whole point of this uh, of this chat was just to it, it's basic because you know there is a shortage or let me say a gap that exists. A lot of people either don't know about mentorship um, and the value that it brings um, or they they just don't have mentors. So it's called Why Mentorship Matters because, you know, what I try to do, I engage with these different guests um, on their journeys in 10 questions, summarizing, hoping that, you know, there's somebody out there who reads it, who is either in the same industry or, you know, is going through something in, in, in their life or their journey, which they can relate to that person um, who, who is in that specific sector that they can say, okay, you know, this is how this person did it and therefore I can apply it to my life so it's basically mentorship in one hour um and but me talking to different people um and yeah you know guests guests um are really open they're really honest you know we speak about their challenges we speak about how they got here now um then you know the 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 whole point at the end is for them to then answer the question why mentorship matters and you know it's it's so amazing for me as the, the the host so to speak to hear those responses, right? Because there are many, many, many different reasons as to why mentorship matters. And the whole point is then to kind of drive home that, you know, people out there, please, if you know somebody who who needs a helping hand, reach out to them and extend to them because you can impact their lives. You can help them. You know, you can really guide them on their journey. You can really, you know, help them on their way. Um, Whether or not, you know, they, they, they know that they need you. But if you've identified something, then, you know, why not reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I know that you're in this field or, hey, if you want to pursue this, this is how I can help you. Um, and yeah, so that's the that's the point of Mentorship Monday. So it happens every Monday, South African time from seven to eight. Um, and then US time, that's one to two. Uh, so that's that's during my, my lunchtime, which works out perfectly. So yeah, I hope, you know, everyone will tune in and, you know, if, if, if anyone's interested to chat with me or be a guest, you know, that's that's more than welcome. I'd be happy to just amplify, you know, the space that they're in, um, you know, help them tell their story as well. And, yeah, we, we, we can do this this mentorship advocacy together. 
All right. I would urge everyone to, to check it out every Monday, the Why Mentorship Matters series. So just two last questions for you, and I'll sort of package yeah. them together. Um, mm-hmm. The first being, what has been the biggest lesson you've learned so far on your you know, career journey? And then secondly, what advice you would give to other young women looking to get into the space that you're in? Oh, my goodness. That <laughs> is... <laughs> Those are amazing questions because, you know, every day I'm learning um, you know, I was fortunate enough, or I've been fortunate enough, like, I, I'm constantly the youngest on my on my teams, which presents an opportunity and a challenge at the same time. Um, but, you know, it's, it's about, like I was saying, you know, a lot of the, the books I read or things I watch or what I expose myself to has actually helped me found, find my own voice. And even in, in, like I was saying to you earlier, with, whether you're a mentee or a mentor, you also learn something. So me as a mentor, I've also learned to to kind of be a little bit more confident in, in, in what I bring to the table, uh, be a little bit more um, open to you know different scenarios that okay not not everybody will be happy to have you there and this is the experience I've had like being the youngest on my team and or being enthusiastic or asking the difficult questions because you know the other side of the policy making space is that it's 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 filled with a lot of tradition you know people will do things that we've always done this is how it works but it's like no the world is not like that anymore and I want answers and what's the best way to get to the answer that I want, you know, um, as opposed to being told that, no, you don't, you're young, you don't understand. Like, yeah, I'm young. And I actually do understand because you are getting older and not, not, not being ageist in a sense of like age, but like you've been in the world, but my world has changed, you know, right. for example. My world compared to my boss's world right now, technology like runs our lives, you know, as, as, as young people, as our generation, for example, technology runs our lives. We have different solutions to say unemployment or what representation means. Like, for example, the other day I bought my, my, my niece a doll. The doll looks like her, you know, um, and, and, and for me that, that was, that, that's just so, so so amazing but i'll come back to that point of of why i'm making the example of the doll so you know it's it's just coming back to your question it's also about um understanding that it doesn't matter how big or small you are you know the one thing you absolutely always have to do is always be open to things not going your way or you getting the answers that you want but it doesn't mean you should stop uh, pursuing those answers you should stop um, trying to insert yourself or, or, or be in a space which maybe you feel like is not for you you know because unfortunately international policy is still dominated by males you know mm-hmm. policy is made predominantly by males and that's because of uh, various reasons um, so you know you shouldn't you shouldn't um, uh, stop the pursuit of 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 adding your voice because your voice is valuable. That's what I've learned, you know, and, and also in my work, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be made to feel that way that no, you know, we're on days where I'm, I'm, I've got my advisor hat on, you know, something can be taken that I say as, I don't want to say the truth or, or uh, what can I say as a, as a legitimate 
perspective or as a legitimate opinion or as a legitimate uh, approach to analysis, which which is great. It, it, it makes me feel great. And that doesn't always happen. But the point I'm making is that it is possible. It is possible. And you just have to keep going and, and you know, work work at it make sure you you understand what you're doing obviously do your homework do your research do your work it doesn't just come but you know what i have learned is that it doesn't matter who has pre has made me feel small uh in the past or that yeah i'm too young to understand no i'm not too young to understand i just have a different understanding of the world you mm. know and just because um something is different it doesn't mean it's wrong or it's inadequate, or it's inaccurate, or it's 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 not. Uh, it it won't fit into this current solution you're you're trying. Um, it's current pr- uh, problem you're trying to address. Um, so that's the the one big big lesson that I've learned. Um, being young, being female, you may be taken as oh you're just enthusiastic and yeah your enthusiasm will go a long way. You know, it one day somebody will walk in a room and want your opinion. You know. Um, and and that's that's those are the moments we live for. Those are the moments we work for. But at the same time, stay teachable, um, stay open-minded, stay willing to learn and absorb as much as you can, uh, so that whatever space you're in, you know, uh, doesn't matter whether you're in this space, whether you're in private sector, civil society, doesn't matter what space you're in, you know, remain open-minded, remain. Like I'm saying, teachable, you know, um, remain responsive as well. I'm really, really happy to just share this um, and really give light, or a little bit of light that, you know, really anything you do is possible if you put your mind to it. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Tandy, it's been such a pleasure. This has been such a pleasure to have you on the on the podcast thank you jen thank you so much for the opportunity and to all the listeners um stay tuned for another amazing episode with another amazing woman coming up next week and until then goodbye